What's going on, everybody? We have a special episode today. There is only two of us. Yes, we are missing Ben for this episode, but you know, me and Jared are gonna hold it down. Um, you know, we can't wait till Ben is back next week. But with that being said, you can go ahead follow us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. You can also join our Slack channel, which is our pinned tweet on Twitter at the DFS Dose. Go ahead, follow there. Also, be sure to like, subscribe, turn on post notifications, all that good stuff. And with that being said, let's just get right into the slate. So we have an interesting week for slate, I would say. Um, <clears throat> the player pools are very thin, and we have a lot of mediocre games, I would say. Uh, yeah, do you agree? a lot of bum-ass games this week. <laughs> yeah, so... We can just start off at quarterback. We have Patrick Mahomes as the top guy at seventy five hundred. Um, you know he's in a he's in a great game script. I feel like obviously he's a great play every week. Um, how do you feel about Patrick Mahomes? I mean, Jared? I never like paying up that much for a quarterback, but I mean he's matchup proof. He just dotted up the Ravens, uh, like. He's literally matchup proof. He hasn't scored under thirty points this season, so he's paying off that price tag. He's four axing every week. Um, I mean, there's no reason to not fade him. If he's gonna be low owned, he's a perfect GPP player. Um especially if Slay is out, they have nobody that can guard anybody. So Yeah. That Slay news yeah. is huge, honestly. Um, especially for GPPs. If he's out, that's where I will definitely be targeting is uh, Mahomes to, you know, McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, etc. I think that could be a winning GPP stack, especially if Slay is out. Yeah, and you could just – or you could just play the other side of that game with Stafford because you know how Stafford likes to sling it when someone tries to show him up. Yeah, and the Lions are averaging um, top five in pass attempts to start the year, although they do want to run the ball more. Um, I saw that statistic. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, but who are some other quarterbacks that you're looking to? I for mean, this for week? cash, it's going to be either pay down for Daniel Jones or go to Russell Wilson for me. Yeah, I would. <clears throat> I would have to agree. Those those two quarterbacks are definitely the cash plays for me this I mean, week. I'm trying not to put too much stock into Daniel Jones because they did play the Bucks, but the Redskins <laughs> aren't any better. They're also just a big gas can on defense. I'd rather play get the extra nine hundred and or eight hundred and go to Russell Wilson. Um Cardinals are getting beat up by opposing fantasy quarterbacks. I think you told me they gave up like thirty points a game or something to him or something something close to that. Yeah, so the Cardinals are without Patrick Peterson and Robert Alford, which uh definitely hurts their defense a lot and opposing quarterbacks are just absolutely annihilating um their defense they're allowing a lot of fantasy points and obviously we know with the cardinals that they're going to run a bunch of plays um that's their philosophy on offense which means that the opposing team is going to run a bunch of plays um and so russell wilson gets a boost this week he's 6100 and what i don't understand is why DraftKings priced him down by 200 coming off of a 44-point outing at home against the Saints. Yeah. I, I just don't understand uh, that this logic. This is his lowest price all year. I mean, it's only been, this is only the fourth it, week. 
so all years, whatever, but he just had the best game that he's had in like three years. Yeah. <laughs> and then they price him down against probably the bottom bottom five defense. Yeah, and not to mention he has double the rushing touchdowns of what he had last year just in last yeah. week. Um so they're making it a a staple to try and get him involved in the running game again. Which honestly boosts him even more than what he already is just as a passer going up against the Cardinals. And I think um if you hate money, you're going to uh not play Russell. Yeah. If you love money, you're going to play Russell Wilson and you're just going to cash in every contest because, you know, it's just an easy play this week. In yeah, my opinion. and if he's getting like five, six rush attempts every week, I'll take that. He's probably going to average about five yards a carry. I'll take the extra two-point cushion that'll get me over the hump to get me from value to like, you know, I don't know. I'll take, I'll yeah. take the extra carries all day over like, I don't know. I just can't trust Daniel Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones is um he's he's you know, he looked really good against the Bucks, but like you said, it was the Bucks um who are not very good on defense. But you know, he's shown from last week that he, he's an accurate passer. He does have a rushing floor. Um he averaged 40 yards per game rushing in college. Um actually, which is a stat that not a lot of people know about him. He had two touchdowns last week on the ground um he also lost two fumbles 39 he has points, a major going up against <laughs> yeah um going up against you know not a good washington secondary they're not bad um but they're not overly good either josh norman is an absolute yeah scrub. i don't know what happened to that bum but he's done <laughs> but personally for me i don't mind playing daniel jones but when you have Russell, you know, at 6,100, I think there's no reason to play him, especially um, with some guys at other positions. But just to talk about some other quarterbacks besides these guys, I do like Phillip Rivers a lot, obviously. Going up against Miami is a spot that we want to target all year. Um, so the Chargers are going into Miami. And I do love Phillip Rivers um, and stacking him with Keenan and Eckler this week. But the game could get out of hand uh, pretty easily. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, I like Phil Rivers. That, that's honestly, I wouldn't play him in cash because you have Russell below him and uh, Daniel Jones below him. So I'd rather. I honestly, he's not even a target for me in GPP to be honest. My favorite GPP that, play is Matt Ryan at home. I love that play, honestly. I think people are going to sleep on uh, this whole Falcons team yeah. at home against a bad defense so yeah, far this year. Yeah, I don't year. think Tennessee's defense is good at all. Yeah, Malcolm Butler and Adoree Jackson have probably been one of the worst uh, starting quarter cornerback duos in the league so far this year. Um, Logan Ryan has been pretty decent, but he plays in the slot mainly with those two guys outside. Um, so that's a spot to target, especially um, since they're at home and Matt Ryan is obviously more comfortable at home. Um, yeah. For me personally, I, I like, uh, for GPPs I should say, 
I do like Watson um, at home against the Panthers. I mentioned this in my video, but Watson is a 30 uh, fantasy point per game quarterback if he gets time to block. Um, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he always comes at low ownership, especially in GPPs. So I don't mind playing him at home against the Panthers, and obviously he has uh, great weapons to throw to. So I love uh, Watson this week, but also just want to bring up uh, one guy. Uh, shout out to Ben because he likes the Lions. How about Matt Stafford for 5,500? Yeah, you got to like that. At home against a horrible defense and a team that he's going to have to put up 35 points to beat, they're not going to run the ball. Yeah. Um, projected 4.5% owned. I like him as, <clears throat> you know, a pivot off a guy like Patrick Mahomes who's going to be more owned in that game. And, you know, if we project the Chiefs to be ahead, the Lions are going to have to throw the ball and Stafford is going to have to carry them on their back to potentially upset the Chiefs. Obviously, I don't see it happening. But I think um, for this week, I think his ceiling um, is pretty high. And if he can hit, you know, 30, 31 fantasy points, I think uh, that could be a GPP winner for sure. Yeah. Is there any other quarterbacks you want to talk about before we move on to running I, I mean, if you want to take a shot with Josh Rosen, I guess. I guess, but, like, there's that's literally just a punt. <laughs> yeah, that, that um, definitely I mean, I don't really like home. anyone else, honestly. I mean, you could hold Baker bounces back. You know, yeah, speaking of Baker, um, yeah, we didn't talk about him, but I think I think I would go there in a GPP, personally. The Ravens have been a pass funnel so far this year with injuries to Jimmy Smith, uh, Tavon Young, and some other guys. Um, and their run defense is really solid. It's top three in the NFL, uh, right next to the Patriots and the right and the Bears, um, in terms of rush defense. Um, so the Browns are going to have to throw, although their offense has looked pretty atrocious Horrible. to start the year so far. Horrible. Yeah, I don't know what's Stupid. going. I don't know what's going on in Cleveland. But. Dude, Baker just holds on to the ball. He, I don't know. His RPO, his little RPO throws are dots. <laughs> but anytime he holds on to the ball, he just loses his mind. Yeah, he looks kind of like yeah, a lost I don't puppy know out there. what. I don't know what the problem is. You have, you have Odell, Jarvis, and Chubb. Yeah, and apparently. According to um, the coaching staff in Cleveland, Odell is actually seeing a lot of single coverage. Yeah, Odell's single too, coverage, like, bruh, is... just throw him the ball. <laughs> yeah, the the thing that stood out to me was, like, watching the Rams-Browns game last week was that in crunch time, he didn't even give his best player yeah. a chance. And, bro, you saw that sideline like, catch, right? Like, just throw it near Odell. He's going to yeah. catch it. <laughs> Facts. Um but just one more quarterback for me personally. Um, I would have been high on Dwayne Haskins if Case Keenum missed, but Case Keenum is 4,900. He uh, practiced fully today on uh, September 26th. So he's looking to start against the Giants, and the Giants by far have the worst secondary in the NFL. Janoris Jenkins um, is very washed up. Um, that's just enough said. Uh, 
Terry McLaurin should eat him up. We'll talk about him and wide receivers, but I don't mind Case Keenum as a dart throw GPP option. Yeah, I mean, yeah. All right, so I think that's good for quarterbacks. We can move on to running backs. How about you start us off and give us some of your top plays at running back for this week? I mean, Christian McCaffrey every week. He's just oh, he's honestly just elite now. He had one bad game because Cam is a trash can, but when they got a competent quarterback, uh, he scored thirty points last week. The first week he scored forty five points. No thanks to Cam. Um, <laughs> and they're playing in a, what I think should be a shootout in Houston. So McCaff- McCaffrey's just a lock for me. Honestly, there's no way I'm, he's coming out of my lineup. Um, I think just with how thin the running back pool is this week, like this is probably one of the thinnest pools of running backs that we have seen, like in recent memory, especially, you know, for fantasy. Yeah. Um, we don't have guys such as Z Camara on the slate. No, Le'Veon, um, Melvin, Saquon's hurt. You know, Melvin Gordon's coming back next week, um, so we'll see how that shakes out. But good thing he's not playing this week because I think the second best player or the second best running back on the slate is Austin Eckler at 8K. Um, obviously, there's concerns about Justin Jackson having um, an increased role going up against Miami, but Miami is giving up over 200 yards rushing per game on the ground, the uh, worst by far in the NFL so far this year. And Eckler, you can basically guarantee at this point that he's getting six catches. So I love Austin Eckler for AK this week. Obviously, you should be locking in McCaffrey into all your lineups um, just off off rip because he's the only running back to pay up for it. And you know what you're going to get yeah. with McCaffrey. And I think the same is true for Eckler this week. Um, I think the move is to pay up for both of them in cash yeah you can i i don't know if i'm playing Eckler because i i believe in the i i'm a fan of justin jackson and i think they're just gonna that's this is why i don't personally like rivers because i don't think they're gonna throw it that much i think they're gonna get up real quick real early the defense is gonna eat um and justin jackson might get like 25 carries honestly yeah, I am very high on Justin Jackson if we just want to talk about him for a little bit. Um, we saw what Tony Pollard did against the Dolphins last week um, when he came in for Zeke. And I think the same will be true for Justin Jackson this week. Um, although I do love Eckler, I love Justin Jackson uh, pretty much equally, maybe even more, especially in tournaments. Obviously... It's hard to go there in cash because it's just a very thin cash play, but it's a great tournament play in my opinion. And he is projected to be uh, very low owned. His uh, price tag is only forty one hundred. Projected ownership right now of one point three percent. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him this week. Yeah, I mean. The, the situation is different with Pollard and Zeke because Zeke is a workhorse and Eckler is not. So Justin Jackson yeah. is going to get those couple no, couple carries here and there anyways. So that's why I think he's going to get – he's going to – after they blow them out, he'll end with 20, 25 carries. Yeah, because Justin Jackson has only seen, what, um, six, seven, and five carries? Yeah. 
through the first uh, three weeks, which is 18 carries. Um, he's he has six reception on six receptions on the season so far. He had four last week, um, an average of seven points uh, per game on DraftKings. Um, I, I think that workload increases by a, about double, about, um, and I think he's just a great play at 4100, especially in. Uh, a contest like the Millie yeah, hundred percent. He's gonna be very low. Actually, no. Nah, he he might get some. So he just, might get some ownership as a as a pivot off Gallman's chalky ass. Yeah. So let's talk about Wayne Gallman. <laughs> um, he's he's projected to be the second highest owned running back behind Christian McCaffrey this week. Um, how do you feel about Gallman, and are you fading him? Well, you talked me into fading him and going with who I originally wanted to play and carry on. So yes, I am. I'm fading him. I don't think he's good. I I don't think he has a slate a slate breaking chalk. Like uh, he's gonna be. He's that he's gonna do so well that he's gonna hurt you. Um, I think his ceiling might be twenty points. I don't think he touches twenty. Um. I mean, how many carries did he get last week? Didn't Barkley get hurt? When did Barkley get hurt? He played, if I'm not mistaken, he played 100% of the snaps after Barkley got hurt in the second quarter, and he ended with seven rushes. Five. In a five yeah, rush attempts? Five for 13 yards. Yeah, five for 13. Obviously, um, he's going to get more. He's just, He'll probably end with eight, 15 yeah. to 18 carries. Because they're going to sign somebody. Elijah Penny is going to get carries. Um, I think think his ceiling is 17, 18 touches. I think that's his ceiling. I think his floor is probably around 11 to 12, um, which is a decent floor for a 4,600 running back. So Wayne Gallman is not a good pass catcher. Um, He's not a good rusher. He's only really good in pass protection, um, which is why he will be on the field for the majority of the snaps this week. But I don't think he has enough upside to, you know, do like you said, to break the slate and honestly kill you if you don't play him. Um, And I think the way for me personally that my lineup is shaping out, like I like him better with with him not in my lineup. Yeah, I just think a lot of people are going to play him because one – He's playing Washington. Two, he's a starter. Three, he's cheap. And it helps them get calf. It helps them get the Chargers defense. It helps them get Pat or Russ. I don't see the need for all of those. I'm personally not playing the Chargers defense. I ain't playing Wayne Gallman's bitch ass. And carry on Johnson for 800 more is a much better play. Yeah, I 100% agree, and I just want to say one more thing, like on Wayne Gallman, and just um, just like chalk in general. I'm trying to get out of the habit of like you know playing guys that I think are bad chalk just because they're chalk. That is something that you know we talked about um in our first episode back that we that we did last year, and that you know that stuff that we want to change. So I think um getting out of that mindset and getting out of like you know thinking that I have to play this guy. I think that will uh, benefit me personally, and it sounds like you as well um, this week by fading yeah, him. Yeah, and 
and and will look stupid if he snaps. Uh, I, I'm I'm good with him. I, if, if he snaps, <laughs> fuck it. You know, like I think either way. Like this, what was my lineup the other day? I made a lineup Sunday night, and it's like the same thing right now. Didn't I send it to you guys? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I have. It was, it was a good. Lineup. I have the exact same lineup actually. Except I just have, um, I have Daniel Jones and Calf instead of Eckler and Wilson. But <clears throat> just to move on, you mentioned uh, on Johnson. Um, what do you like about him this week? Because I also am on the on train this week. Well, they cut, um, they cut C.J. Anderson two weeks ago now. And yeah. I mean, carry on. At some point, they have to they have to use him more. Last week, he got twenty rushing attempts, highest on the season. It doesn't seem like they want to use him in the in the passing game, but I think they're gonna have to, seeing that this is gonna be a complete a complete shootout. Like if they want to win, like I said before, they have to. They're gonna they have to score five touchdowns. And I think. I mean, a lot of draws and all all this. It just worked. the game script is good for uh, a fast paced game, and I'm I'm cool with it. Fifty four hundred for a good running back in a shootout. I'm cool with that all day, and I'd rather pay the eight hundred and go down to Daniel Jones than pay for Wayne Gallman, who's gonna get me maybe ten and go to Russ. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I definitely agree with everything that you said. The Chiefs have a bottom six rush defense in terms of um, rushing yards per game. And even if the Lions are behind, um, I think they're adamant on using on Johnson as their receiving back now as well. You know, they do have guys like uh, what Ty Johnson is basically their only backup right now. Um, <clears throat> so he's not a factor. And carry-ons increased usage last week um in the running game and in the passing game um gives me hope that they won't take him out even if they're losing and he ran a route or he ran about 50 percent of stafford's dropbacks so yeah he ran a route on 50 percent of stafford's dropbacks last week I yeah say. i think this is the uh the breakout week that i've been waiting for for carry-on i mean 8.16 11. He's had, I mean, decent matchups, I guess. Nothing nothing like a smash matchup. Because yeah. Philly's front seven has been disgusting for the last couple of years. Chargers are no slouch on defense. And Arizona's run defense, I mean, I, I mean, it's not horrible. But he just didn't, first game of the season, he needed to get his yeah. legs right. So I, I, don't, I don't blame yeah, him. And... Um, and Stafford decided he, he needed a... He needed to show off his arm that game or something. I don't know. Didn't he? He threw a ton, didn't he? Forty-five times. Yeah, forty-five yeah. times. Like, all right, yeah. buddy, we know you can throw the ball. Chill out. Let my boy run. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Just want to end it off with saying that he did see his career high in carries last week with twenty, and he saw his season high in snap rate um, with seventy-seven percent. So, Carrion's outlook is trending upward, and I love him this week. Um, but I want to talk about one guy that's at the top that we didn't talk about, and that's Delvin Cook. Um, 
8,300 on the road in Chicago. Projected to be on the lower side of ownership. How do you feel about him um, going into Chicago? Um, For this price, I'll pass. Not because he's not worth the price, but going to Chicago for this price, I'll never pay for anybody. I don't care if it was Saquon. I don't care if it was Christian McCaffrey. Well, actually, if it was Christian McCaffrey, I would pay for it. And Saquon, maybe. I don't know. But that's, I mean... I mean, going to Chicago, that defense is ferocious. Like, that's, it's just not something I would. Yeah. I mean, Delvin's been great. He's been great. Like, he's averaging, what is it? I'm not going to do this math right now, but it's good. <laughs> it's like, it's like 6.2 <laughs> yards per carry or something like that. Like, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, he's, he's having a great yeah, season. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't mind it. GPP, go ahead, yeah. Take a, take a shot. But I'd also probably rather would just go lower and play Todd Gurley or David Johnson, I guess. But, I mean, yeah, I don't mind it. It's it's all right, but I, yeah. I probably wouldn't do it. Unless unless Eckler's yeah. really chalky, then I would pivot right Then you got, you have your pivot right there. Yeah. Especially in tournaments, um, I think he's strictly a tournament play, and I wouldn't mind going there in tournaments, um, especially if he's going to be low-owned. Um, but it looks like um, David Johnson is gaining some traction um, for D- for DraftKings this week. How do you feel about David Johnson uh, and the other running backs in that range? Uh, Mark Ingram, Nick Chubb are right below. Um, in this other chat, that I talked to guys in about fantasy baseball, they were all over David Johnson. I didn't see it. Like, I, I don't see it. I don't really want to play him. But, I mean, who has Seattle played the last couple of weeks, actually? Oh, Seattle it's because it's Kamara Saints. just diced him up. That's why. That's that's the only reason. So I mean, <laughs> they played James Conner, who can't – who's – he's <laughs> – I don't want to get on James Conner because I'll roast his ass. <laughs> and Joe Mixon's trash ass. So, I mean, I think this is strictly because Camaro just diced him up and they think David Johnson's going to do it. I'm good with I'm good with so fading. We, I'm, fade, I'm fading him. I'm playing Calf and, and, we, and, and carry on. That's it. I'm not playing David Johnson. So we could chalk this one up into the recency bias yeah. column um, for David Johnson. Um, personally, I don't mind it. Um, probably won't go there in cash, honestly. GPP, maybe. Um, I think, obviously, what you said about Kamara is definitely part of it. But just for me, it's just like the type of offense the Cardinals run. I just don't think he has enough upside in that spread offense. Or he hasn't shown the upside, at least. I mean, he had 25 points week one. And that was his highest uh, amount of carries on the season. Um, and he had six catches, but since then he's only he's had eighteen in the last two weeks when he had eighteen. Well, he did one, he did get hurt. Attempts. Yeah, he did get hurt. Week but two. also, um, if he's getting six catches like last week, I want him to get more than twenty eight yards. <laughs> but I agree, and we didn't uh, mention Kyler at all in the quarterback section, but Kyler's a dot is below six yards right now. 
So he's not throwing the ball downfield. The Cardinals aren't taking deep shots. Bro, he's throwing like four yard hitches not- to Christian Kirk <laughs> and slants over the middle to Larry Fitz. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's not a lot of yards in this offense right now. Um, and that definitely hurts David Johnson, who's a great uh, receiving back. Um, but like I said, I don't mind him in GPPs. Yeah. Um, definitely a yeah, fade in cash. Right. I love David Johnson. Don't get How me do wrong, feel? but like yeah. I, I'm, I'm the Seattle's defense isn't like they're not still not a pushover. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's just talk about these mid-range guys real quick. We got Mark Ingram at home against the Browns, and we have Nick Chubb in that same game, sixty-four hundred. Um, on the road in Baltimore, then we have Derrick Henry on the road in Atlanta, Marlon Mack at home against the Raiders, Fournette on the road in Denver, Chris Carson on the road in Arizona. So out of these guys, um, who do you like the most? Who do you not like the most? Uh, give it to me. I hate Chris Carson because he can be benched at any second because he can't hold on to the ball. So I'm not touching that at all. Fournette is one ankle tackle away from missing the whole season because he's fragile. <laughs> and I love Chubb, actually. He's been getting a lot more work. Um, he's been he got a couple more targets in the past game last week. They said they want to give him the ball a lot more, and I believe them. They're gonna need it because this dude Baker is trash right now. But my favorite play is Mark Ingram. <laughs> he's getting the looks in the in the. He got all the looks in the not all the looks. He got looks in the receiving game last week. He got the, all the goal line carries last week. Um, he completely popped off. I'm all about it. He's at he has a nose for the end zone already this season. He has five touchdowns. Um, yeah. I I feel like that's just positive variance. Um, because we know that touchdowns are, you know, very unpredictable. And five in three games, three last week against the Chiefs. I think. I think that just boosts him um, more. Like he still, he still has to split carries with two other running backs in that backfield. Um, I don't know if I would go to Ingram this week. I mean, he has a favorable price tag at sixty six hundred. Um, but Nick Chubb, like you said, uh, got an increase in the passing game. He played almost every snap last week. No matter the down, no matter the distance, and he's two hundred cheaper than Mark Ingram. Um, if I had to play anybody from this tier, it would definitely be Chubb. And then um, you skipped over Marlon Mack, but I do love Marlon Mack at sixty one hundred at home against the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders' rush defense is all right. Um, they've been pretty decent so far to start the year, but they just got ate up by Delvin Cook and. The Colts are adamant on giving Marlon Mack all of the uh, rushing touches. So, I love Marlon Mack at 6,100, especially in GPPs. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind Marlon Mack. He just has no equity in the passing game. He has six targets on the year. So, if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's kind of irrelevant to me. Um, I mean, 61. Mm, I'd rather go down, honestly, to Josh Jacobs or up to... Mark Ingram or Chubb. So he's really a fade, in my opinion. I don't mind it, though. But uh, it's not someone I'm really looking at. 
All right, I respect that. Um, but I think we're all set at running back, so let's move on to wide receiver. Real quick, um, real quick. I just want to mention Josh Jacobs is going to break the, break the GPP slates this week. So play all Josh Jacobs every GPP. All right, that's a nice prediction from Sir Jimmer. <laughs> <laughs> but on to wide receiver. Um, we got our obvious top guys. We have Julio at 7,800 is the most expensive wide receiver on the slate. Then we have D-Hop at 77, Keenan Allen at 76, um, and then Odell, Mike Evans round out the top of the receiver pool. Um, who's your favorite receiver out of the top guys, and where are you going? Keenan Allen is my favorite receiver, and I'm locking him in until... I, until the end of time. I got, yeah, until he fades <laughs> out. I don't know. Miami this season is giving up 28.67 points to slot receivers. That's where Keenan lines up. He has, I think if you add it up correctly, it's 159 targets this season already. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got. <laughs> no, nah, that is true. He does. He's got. Don't, he's, don't look at the box score. <laughs> he's got 42 targets this season already. Um, 29 catches. Um, 404 yards, three touchdowns. He's averaging 31 points a game. There's no just ride the hot hand with Keenan. Rivers likes to throw to two people: Antonio Gates and Keenan Allen. Antonio Gates is gone. He's fat. He's old. Keenan Allen's getting all those targets. Mike Williams yeah, get a couple of red zone targets. He'll check it down Eckler a couple times, but Keenan is his first look, main look. Unless he's triple covered, he still might throw it to him. So he probably will. Yeah, he probably will still throw it to him, even though he's in triple coverage. And not to mention, this dude Keenan Allen is seeing an absurd amount of air yards as well. So he's getting uh, deep looks down the field. Um, he's currently number one in terms of average air yards on the season. Just an absolute smash play in every sense of the word. And he's the third highest uh, receiver in terms of salary. I agree with everything that you said. I think he's a lock in all formats, and he has a chance to put up another uh, slate-breaking week just like last week. Yeah, and when Rivers is in trouble, even though I I don't sense him being in trouble in Miami, but you never know, he will throw to Keenan. You saw it in the last offensive snap in um, Detroit where Slay was all over Keenan's ass and he still threw it up to him. Um, it's fifteen times. Yeah, it's it's um, Keenan's a lock. I mean, I'd rather play him over. Over hop. Yeah, oh, I just want to say that DraftKings was absolutely disrespectful in pricing him at seven K last week. Um, yeah, but... that was the biggest lock. Of the... <laughs> that was a second. That was my second biggest lock of the slate after my boy Greg Olson. Shout out to you, homeboy. But yeah. like, come on. <laughs> they gave I... him a six hundred dollar increase for this week, and I think that's still too cheap for the matchup and for his target share air yards. All of that. Um, Seems like they're not pricing up any of these receivers at all. Like, I don't know. I think, I think, uh, eh, well, he should be the only one over 8K. Well, him and Julio should be over 8K. Julio low-key, yeah, um, like low, low, low-key is snapping. Yeah, and 
<laughs> that, yeah, that's it. He's he is snapping on the season. Um, he's been very very good. He has what <clears throat> thirty or forty targets on the year. Yep. Or 30? 30. 30. 19 catches. Um, uh, 265 yards, four touchdowns. He's averaging 25.2 fantasy points a game. He actually has touchdowns this season. He probably yeah, last, was, matched last year's total. Uh, I was just going to say, like, it was just last season where, you know, people were wondering if he was ever going to score a touchdown. Yeah, um, every week we were like, oh, this is a week. Actually, that was yeah. me every single week. Oh, this is a week. I'll bet on it. <laughs> Until, bet on what, week eight or week nine yeah. when he finally got his first one. But he has four touchdowns already through the first four games. And, and he should have had the- another one last week. This dude, Matt Ryan, he ran, like, a simple corner route and was wide open by himself having a tea party on the ground. And this dude, Matt Ryan, throws him in, like, double coverage or some shit. <laughs> yeah, we know that Matt Ryan uh, can be kind of bad sometimes. Dude, in the and... red zone, his awareness is horrible. I don't, I don't, like, why not use the best, like, top two receiver in the league? If not the yeah. best. Like, what is, I don't know what the hell his issue is. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I hate Matt Ryan. Yeah. Matt Ryan is, you know, very uh, tough. It's tough to root for him sometimes. But he he's still pretty good. And Julio Jones, like you said, is probably a top two receiver in the league. Um, I love him this week, especially in GPPs. And especially if people are not going to be playing him, which it seems like they haven't been at all this year um he's coming off a 29 point game against the colts on the road a 30 point game at home against the eagles um i think julio is a lock for gpps yeah especially and nobody's gonna play him because everyone is thinking that tennessee has a good defense because because of week one all their stats are boosted a little bit when they dismantled baker um they're not good. They played who the Titans played, fucking Minshew, and they smacked Baker. Who else did they play? Um, Brissett in his second start, and like, I don't know. I don't think they're good. I think Butler. Oh my God, Butler is gonna be guarding him. He's gonna shit on Butler. Yeah, that is a mismatch. Um. Yeah, I think he, that's a spot cook. target. Yeah, he's gonna cook him. This is that's this is a pairing I like for my GPP, even though I hate Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan at home, Julio indoors. That's, yeah, that's yeah, I'll take that. It's definitely day. a consideration for me, and it's um, not that expensive. Yeah, because Matt Ryan is under six k. Yeah, and and you can afford these top receivers easily, especially in GPPs if you don't want to pay up for McCaffrey. Um. But just to talk about some other wide receivers real quick, we got Sammy Watkins in Detroit. Personally, I do love Watkins this week. I think this is a week to buy low. Um, Especially if Slay's at, out. Yeah, at projected lower ownership because he had he's had two mediocre games, but he's still seen um, a good amount of targets. Eight targets last week against the Ravens. 13 targets against the Raiders only amounted to 10 and 11 points respectively in those two games um 
prices down as well. I think this is a prime opportunity to buy low on Watkins. Yeah, I don't mind it. Like I said, especially if Slay's out, Mahomes is going to throw it. What? How many times did he throw it yeah. these, these first couple he, weeks? He he's throws gonna, a lot. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to yeah. throw 35 times. There's 35 chances Watkins is going to catch a touchdown. Put it that way. <laughs> so if if he, that's a if, great way to look at it. If he does, <laughs> if he does, you're unlucky. Not a bad play. It's just you had no luck this week. Sorry. Try again next week. Well, good thing there's no such thing as luck. There is. And if you so. go over 35, you're unlucky. <laughs> so I don't want to hear that. Oh, I'm not too interested in, you know, a guy like Adam Thielen this week or Edelman personally. Nah. Uh, yeah, so Play cool. I think we could talk I think we could talk about one of the best plays on the board and that's Tyler Lockett um, for consistent. all the reasons that we said with Russ. Yeah, Tyler Lockett has been very good so far this year. Like we mentioned after that week one slate, um, <clears throat> the week one game was just an outlier. Yeah. He had two targets for one catch against the Bengals at home. But since then, he's had 26 targets in two games, um, 35 points last week against the Saints, 17 against the Steelers in Pittsburgh, um, 10 catches and 11 catches in both games. Um He's Russell's favorite target. He's running an insane amount of snaps in the slot, somewhere close to 80 to 90% of his snaps are in the slot, and we know that the Cardinals just get absolutely torched over the middle. Um, 30, I think he... 32.97 points given up per game against slot, against slot receivers. Yeah, I think he's an absolute lock. But... You know, I'm going to talk about this, you know, Russ and Lockett when we get to tight ends because there's one tight end that we're probably all going to play. Um, yeah, the but lock, I do lock love, of the week. <laughs> yeah, I do love Lockett this week. Um, yeah, there's no reason to not play him because he's going to get you 10 points, and I will bet on that. I don't know the last time he scored him 10 points. It might have been, like, week four last year. He's the most consistent player, fantasy player, in, like, yeah. in the league. He's going to one and a half Almost two X every single week. Yeah, great um, tournament play every week. Great cash play every week. Um, just to talk about some other guys in this range, we got Robert Woods, Chris Godwin, Josh Gordon, Kenny Galladay. Um, then we got Marquise Brown, Sterling Shep. I like Shepard and Galladay this week personally, especially in cash games. Um, I think Galladay is going to be a, you know, a pivotal part in a potential Lions win if they do win. Um, and I think that he is a great play, and I think that he's just very, very underpriced. Yeah, week. he was early chalk, and now it looks like all that ownership is moving to Lockett, which is kind of annoying because I was on Lockett over Galladay. But Galladay is a smash play. Um, like I said, if Stafford Stafford's going to need to show off his arm because Mahomes is going to show him up and Stafford and uh, whatever. So he's going to chuck it and he's going to chuck it to his best player at offense. And it's going to be Galladay. And nobody can guard Galladay on that defense because nobody on that defense can guard me. So Galladay is probably is probably going to get is probably going to get a hundred and a touchdown. Um, he's had. He's had, I mean, he's getting an insane amount of targets. He has yeah, 20, um, 27 targets. Yeah, 27. I mean, last week he had a bad, I don't know what happened. I, I honestly didn't even watch the Lions game really. But he had eight targets, two catches, 17 yards. 
Um, I think that's just prime a, opportunity to buy low. Yeah, it's it, it was just a straight bad game for him. Um, I think he bounces back in a big way. He could match his season high in points this week with twenty eight point seven. I don't think there's a reason to fade him, but if you do, you better play Lockett. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's really that's really it. I'd rather I my my ideal lineup is Keenan Lockett and Galladay, but I don't know if I could fit Galladay because I am playing. I'm one of the people that is fading him for Lockett, but he is in a smash spot. And yeah. there's really, I, I'm not gonna argue if you play him, and I won't argue against it if you play Lockett. Yeah, I love both of them this week. I also do love Sterling Shepard at home against yep. the Redskins. Um, at lower ownership, I think he is one of the best plays on the slate at 5,800, and he looks to be um, like Daniel Jones' favorite target. He had seven catches on nine targets, 100 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Daniel Jones just provides a significant boost to the Giants' pass catchers. And with Saquon out, I think they're going to have to pass more to win games. So I do love Sterling Shepard. Um, just in terms of these lower guys, in terms of salary, um, I think these guys are all GPP options this week, like Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman, Christian Kirk. I think we can't go there in cash. But the main guy that everybody is going to look to for cash games is none other than Scary Terry. Um, yep. We stole that nickname from Terry Rozier. But anybody who has a first name Terry is Scary Terry. And Terry he's 4,500. Garbage. He's 4,500. He's a blazer. Um, he's seen great targets so far to start the year. 7, 9, 8. Um, he's averaging 20 fantasy points per game. 85 yards receiving. And he has three touchdowns on this season so far. One in every game. Um, I think he is one of the best plays at wide receiver this week. Yeah, and with them playing Monday night, he didn't get priced up. Um, And when I saw Monday night, and I know that now the uh, broadcaster said this too, he understands zone very well. And he could find the open pocket and just sit down and wait for the ball. And not a lot of of players, even veterans, can do that. Like someone like Calvin Ridley, who said getting open versus zone coverage is hard. You're a bum. Don't say that, first of all. Don't say that out loud, especially to the public. Um, I don't know. He's he's in a smash smash spot this week. The Giants' defense is horrible. Um, he is dealing with a hamstring injury, so you got to watch yeah. that. Um, we'll probably get better news on that Friday, like Friday night after practice yeah, or Friday, Saturday. Saturday. Um, Hopefully he can play because... You know, everybody will play him, but he's a great play this week. If he if he doesn't play for some reason, unfortunately for I me, I would have I, to have to play someone like Gallman for the salary. Yeah. I think if he doesn't play, um that will, you know, change people's lineups a lot and if I he doesn't play, Gallman is gonna be like ninety percent owned. And honestly, I would, I would hate to fade him at, if he's that high owned. Yeah, cause that's the, cause if you play, um, three receivers, like if you play Shep, Shep, um, 
Lockett and Keenan Allen, you have the Magic 4,600 left over. Yeah. <laughs> in my lineup, at least. So, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be tough if he misses, but hopefully he doesn't miss. But um, is there any other receivers you want to talk about before we move on to uh, the tight end? The uh, tight end? The Yeah, Just the one, one tight end. Um, <laughs> they, said, they said they wanted to unleash Hunter Renfro this week. So, I mean, I guess you could play, you could shoot a dart from a thousand miles away and play him. Um... That's really it. Down low. I mean, Cody. He's thirty one hundred, <laughs> but they don't. They seem not to not like him anymore. Yeah, I. I don't think there's really any options. Um, you can play Mike. Of... Mike. Uh, Mike Williams for the red zone. That's it. Oh yeah. I. Good thing you brought him up because I totally forgot about him. I do like Mike Williams a lot this week. Um, going up against. The Dolphins, um, obviously he's the third option in the passing game behind Eckler and Keenan Allen, and he didn't practice on Wednesday, but I think that's more of a maintenance day, and I think um, he is a great GPP option off Keenan. Yeah, if you play if you play Julio and uh, Mike Williams instead of McLaurin and Keenan, that's, yeah. that's crazy leverage. Yeah, um... So I think we're all set to move on to tight end. And, you know, it's a very condensed uh, tight end pool this week, especially in cash. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, There's only one player. <laughs> yes, and that player is Will Disley at 3,600. Um, why do you love him, Jared? Let's hear, it, let's hear, the, let's hear the stats. <laughs> I know you got him. It's, it's the... Tight ends against Arizona because they cannot cover the tight end. Uh, this is the reason I played um, Greg Olson last week. This is the reason I'm going to play tight ends every week against them. They have given up 93.8 points to tight ends in three games. How fucking trash can you be? <laughs> I don't think you could be any worse than like that. Like 90, bro, you realize 93.8 divided by 3 is 30, 31.27 or something like that. How do you give up that many points to a tight end? Yeah. Um, um I, like he's, yeah. a, he's a smash spot, smash spot. I faded Zach Ritz last week for Greg Olson and Cash. I'll fade. Which ended if, up being a good move. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Who's the chalk tight end this week after? Oh, well, Disley is now. But Evan Ingram. Yeah. 5.7 yeah. for Evan Ingram or 3.6 for Will Disley? I'll take the GOAT over Evan <laughs> Ingram. So I'll And save 2,100 while doing it. Yeah, everybody's sharp now. Um, Will Disley was projected to be on the lower side of ownership to start the week. But that has recently changed. But I think just the big news with him is that the Seahawks... Um, traded Nick Vanette to the Steelers uh, for a fifth-round pick. So I think that shows confidence in Will Disley. And he was only playing about 55% of the snaps. Um, and Vanette was playing the other 45%. So that's, you know, 45% of tight end snaps open for Disley now. And if he can hit 75 80% at 3,600 and he's seeing targets and, like you said, 
the Cardinals are just abysmal against tight ends. They're the you know the tight end flow chart. Um, I think he is a lock. I think that's where you start your lineups, and I think there's no reason to play anybody else in cash games because even if he busts, his bust will be ten points. Yeah, I think the only other person to play is Evan Ingram, like I mentioned. Yeah. And I'm not really on anybody else. I guess you could play, I mean, not in cash, but like GPP, you could play Darren Waller. He's yeah. getting some, he's he's going nuts 100% right of the snaps, runs a route basically on every card drop back. Um, Darren Waller is... Just the definition of a volume tight end this and year. Um, I was completely right about him. <sighs> yeah, here too. we go. And Austin <laughs> Hooper just ate up the um, the Colts last week uh, for two touchdowns. Um, who did they play the week before? I want to see if this is a thing. Titans are they're trash. And Chargers. Uh, Hunter Henry had didn't he score a touchdown? Oh uh, no, he had five catch or four catches, sixty yards. So they give they're giving up a good amount of points to tight ends. So you could play Darren Waller. I don't mind it for GPP. Evan Ingram is a pivot in cash off Disley. Those are the only three people I'm looking at. Yeah. Or, um, well, I, Kel- Kelsey I, too. I, yeah, I think Kelsey just goes without saying. He's always a good play at tight end. Um, as basically Kelsey's or Kelsey as Mahomes' favorite target. Um, just one other tight end that I like this week is Hawkinson. If we're on Stafford. Um, I think this is honestly a prime buy low. I know I've mentioned that a couple times already, but Hawkinson has had two bad games in a row now, and I think this is the time to capitalize on that as his lowership is going to be down significantly. Um, 3,300, he's a good pivot off Disley. Um, I love Hawkinson as a GPP play this week, but other than that, there's really no tight end. Um, dude, that ben, I'm going to be play. Dude, Ben is gonna nut in his pants when he hears that. <laughs> yeah, gotta show love to the Lions this week. Um, just a great spot for them. But I think that's enough for tight end. Um, just play Will Disley. You'll you'll sail to the money. Yeah. So so let's talk about some defenses real quick. Um, obviously we like to pay down at defense. So I'll just start off by saying I think the Panthers are the best cheap defensive play on the board in cash games that's where i will be going for 2300 um i don't mind you know paying somewhat up to a defense like the ravens if you don't have faith in a baker comeback or bounce back week um or the bears at home against the vikings i don't mind that um probably won't go up to the chargers or the patriots this week no. so per- personally i think pay down so you could fit um all the players that you want yeah, I like the I like the Panthers paying down. Um, right now, I have the Bills, just because they fit the bill. They probably won't stick with them. Um, they're yeah, not a bad be defense. A, that'd be a terrible play. I mean, they're not a bad defense, so I don't care. Um, they'll probably get a turnover, a couple sacks. I'm good with five points. I played the Steelers last week when everybody was laughing in my face. And they oh, I was 13. We, I was on the Steelers with you. I everybody else, everybody else was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> um, nah, Steelers was a good play last week. Um, just but, one uh, defense that I want to talk about real quick is the Broncos defense. They're twenty nine hundred, right? Projected to be one of the highest owned defenses on the slate. 
Can you just take a guess at how many uh, turnovers they have on the year so far? Uh, I'm going to guess zero. Can you take a guess at how many sacks they have on the year so far? <sighs> Considering they didn't sack the GOAT last week once, I'm going to guess zero. And you are correct. The Broncos have no sacks and no interceptions, no fumbles, no safeties, obviously, through the first two weeks of or first two the first three weeks of the year not to mention they played get this Derek Carr and Mitch Trubisky the first two weeks two quarterbacks that turn the ball over um I am not on the Broncos defense obviously they get a decent matchup at home against Gardner Minshew but I just don't see it at 2900 um yeah I hope they're chalk But at some point, you have to think Bradley Chubb and Von Miller get going. There's no way that that they don't get going. You gotta think Chris Harris is something. He's gonna make a play. Um, I mean, this is a good spot for them. I personally don't like to pay anywhere close to three K for a defense. Sometimes I will, but like last week, I paid twenty three hundred. That's like that's a sweet spot, twenty three to twenty six for me. Yeah. Um. So I'm more on the Panthers than them. But, like, I don't mind it. Especially if they're chalky, you go ahead. You can play them, take the chance. But if they get you zero, don't be surprised. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, other than that, there's really not many defenses that are in play for me personally. Um, I don't mind the Rams at 3,500. I think putting the Giants at 3,600 is probably one of the worst um, defensive plays you could ever play imaginable if you play them. Um, you are part of the rake. The Rams? The Giants oh, at 3,600. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. I thought yeah, you said the Rams. You're part of the rake if you play the Giants. Dude, yeah, I was going to say the Rams are pretty price. solid. No, I like yeah, I lo- kind of the Chiefs, especially if they're going to be on defense a ton because Mahomes is going to score like every drive in two plays. Oh, yeah. If you're not a, if you're not a Lions uh, faithful this week, Chiefs defense is the way to go. We know um, the statistics behind, you know, good offenses and uh, fantasy defense in general and the correlation between that. Um, The Chiefs have a good fantasy defense just because they're always ahead and the opposing teams are always uh, dropping back passing, which leads to more turnovers and sacks rather than running the ball. So the Chiefs defense at 3,000 is definitely a good play if you do not believe in the Lions this week. Also, the Lions defense. I played them last week at 2,200 in my single entry. They got me 13 points. Yeah. I mean, defense, all you like, defense, the special teams is a big part because the punt returns and kick returns, if if your defense can get one of them, that's guaranteed six points. Yeah, I can't um, wait till they get rid of defenses in DFS. Shit is so stupid. Just add another yeah. flex. Yeah, add another flex. Add some salary onto the um, starting salary and call it a day. But yeah. I think <laughs> what? Oh, nothing. I don't Anything. even want to go at it. Nothing. No, all right. I think we're all set for defense. Um we're gonna end the show off by giving a one percenter. So go ahead, hit me with your one percent play this week, Jared, that you will play and potentially win all the money with. Well, I'm hoping it's Josh Jacobs because I'm hoping everybody doesn't even go anywhere close to him. So I'm going to guess. Pro- projected me... 0.7%. Oh, really? Less than 1%. Is he that low? Yes. 
Nobody is on Joshua this week. Wow, lit. That, yeah, Josh Jacobs, sailed to the money. <laughs> and my one percenter this week is none other than Darius Slayton, wide receiver for the New York football Giants. Um, I think that I think the Giants receiving game besides Evan Ingram is going to go unowned. Uh, Darius Slayton had five targets in his first game um, back. He was hurt during training camp. Fifth round pick. Um, wide receiver two with Golden Tate out. I love Slayton this week. He had an A dot of 21 yards, which is uh, fantastic when you're targeting a receiver that is 3,200. And I think <clears throat> if he sees five to seven targets, I think he has a good chance of burning Josh Norman for a long touchdown this week. Um, that's my one percenter, and I love him in a Giants uh, Redskins game stack. I like that because you know who is 30th against uh, 30th in points given up against receivers on the outside? Uh, let me take a solid guess. The Washington Redskins. And they're giving up 35.57 points per game to wide receivers. Yeah. To the Shit. wide. Yeah. That, that, Giants, even, that boosts him more. Yeah, and the Giants are giving up almost 40. So I don't mind I don't mind someone like Paul Richardson. Yeah, I mean we didn't talk about him, but I do like the Redskins side of the ball as well. Um and I know I talked about it in my video, but Case Keenum didn't practice yesterday, he practiced today, it looks like he's gonna play, but I wish uh, Dwayne Haskins could get the start. They probably won't start him, but if Dwayne Haskins was playing, that'd just be the the, the nuts. The nut. Um but I think that is going to wrap it up for us today. Be sure to give us a follow at DFS Dose on Twitter. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube at DFS Dose. <clears throat> also, if you are watching this on YouTube, go ahead on iTunes at the DFS Dose, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Joey Carrion. Jared, go ahead. You can find follow me at Jared underscore underscore Marcus. And if I could remember his Ben's off the top of my head, I would plug him. So I'm going to search him up on Twitter real quick. Well, good thing I'm a good friend and it's, I know his Twitter. Um, at Ben Hover, <laughs> nothing else. Ben, B-E-N, H-A-U-V-E-R. That's Ben's. <laughs> yep, that's um, Ben's Twitter. Go ahead, follow all three of us. Um. A lot of great content, a lot of uh, good takes on there. Um, like I said, Ben, we missed you. This was a special two-man episode, and that is it for us, folks. We'll be back again next Friday for our Week 5 breakdown of the DraftKings slate, and we'll see you then. Yep. Yeah.